saved. A most glorious thought. Romans 10, 1 to 13. Many don't know what salvation really means. Even people going to church don't know what salvation means. Some think that it's working yourself silly to meet other people's needs, that I might get saved by my works. And the Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. It's not working. It's not being baptised and, you know, have you been done? People ask me, will you do my children? Or what do you want me to do for your children? We'll baptise them. And I warn and say, listen, I don't baptise children who don't understand. Your salvation is not a works thing. Nobody can do it for me except the Lord Jesus. And I cannot do something for somebody else that will see them secure their soul in heaven. A dictionary doesn't help much either. It gives three meanings to the word salvation. One of them is to avoid, avoid expenditure. Another, to put away for the future. A third, to keep oneself from harm or danger. That's probably the closest to a Bible uh, record of what it means, a definition, but not not accurate. We're going to look tonight at salvation. And first of all, we're going to notice that salvation has two aspects to it. Two aspects expects to salvation it is from something and it is to something else it is from according to romans 5 9 much more than being justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him so it's from wrath we are under we are born physically under the condemnation of god We are destined for eternal punishment and the wrath of God. Some people say universal salvation is going to happen. Denominations teach that. That one day everyone will be saved and everyone will be heaven. Some say that they'll go through suffering for a hundred thousand years and then they'll get into heaven. The Bible does not say that. God has not said that. We can't go through purgatory and then uh, be punished and then go to heaven because that's work salvation. And God said, no, we are we have been saved from wrath and we don't understand the wrath of a holy God against sin. Against sinners. He will have all men to be saved. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. But for those who don't avail themselves of the grace of God and the mercy of God and the love of God through believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, there is only wrath. The Bible in the book of Revelation talks about wrath that is unmixed, undiluted wrath. And it is severe. We've been warned to flee from the wrath to come. Saved from wrath through him, through him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Sin, which results in eternal death, for sin entered into the world and death by sin, 
And that death is not only mortal physical death, where they put us in the grave, but it's eternal death, eternal separation from God in punishment forever. Luke 16, read the portion of scripture where the rich man went to hell and he was in torment. And he prayed that someone would go back and talk to his brothers that they don't come to this place of torment. But sin, which results in eternal death, which results in eternal hell. Oh, praise God that he's delivered us from so great a death and so from, from such a great wrath. Jesus made reference to Gehenna or hell 11 out of the 12 times it's mentioned. And 12 out of the 19 times the reference to hell was given by the Lord Jesus. He created hell for the devil and his angels. And it also says that he has enlarged hell. Why? Because the devil and angels were going there, but he doesn't want any people to go there. But because they are not believing and they're dying in unbelief and they're under the condemnation of God because of their sin, they're going there. You're going there if you haven't repented and believed by faith in the Lord Jesus and his finished work. So salvation is, has two aspects. It's from wrath, from punishment, from hell. Praise God we've been delivered from that. And it is to, according to Hebrews 7.25, where we read, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. It's to newness of life. It is to eternal life. It's to the joys of heaven. From hell, what a contrast from hell and punishment forever, the wrath. Unending. It's not annihilation. It's unending judgment. To life that is described as things that we can't even imagine down here in our mortal minds. Although the Holy Spirit reveals these things if we read the word of God, he reveals them unto us. Let's turn to the book of <clears throat> Ephesians and see here how in two portions, in ch one in chapter 5 and one in chapter 4, where it gives these contrasts from and to. <clears throat> Let me read, first of all, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. This is from, from, but ye brethren, sorry, be ye there, brethren, therefore brethren, followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. But fornication and uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. We've been saved from fornication, from uncleanliness, from covetousness, don't name it among yourselves as Christians. Neither filthiness, we've been saved from filthiness, from foolish talking, nor jesting, joking around all the time. Everything has to become a joke, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this we know that no whoremonger, we've been saved from that. Nor unclean person, we've been saved from that. Nor covetous man, we've been saved from covetousness. Who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God on the children of disobedience, the unbelieving people. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. So we've been saved from in those verses. And notice what we've been saved to as Paul continues on in verse 8 of Ephesians 5. For you were sometime, one time, darkness, but now are ye light. (laughs) We've been saved to light from darkness. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness. We've been saved to goodness (laughs) and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You see, salvation makes a difference in a person's life. And if it hasn't made a difference, there is probably no salvation. Verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things are reproved that are reproved and made manifest by light. For whatever doth make manifest is light. We've been saved to the light. We walk in the light. We walk in the newness of life. Awake thou that sleepest, to rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See that, <clears throat> see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days of evil. <laughs> We've been saved from two. There is to be a difference. In chapter 4 and verse 17 and 19 of the book of Ephesians, We read this, this I say then and testify in the Lord that you henceforth not, you don't walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. We've been saved from that. Having their understanding darkened, we're not walking in darkness. Being alienated, we're not aliens, we've been saved from that. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. We've been saved from that. We don't do that anymore. Yes, we might fall into sin when we yield to the old nature. When we hear the whispers of the devil and say, do this, enjoy yourself, partake in that sin, it won't hurt. <clears throat> but afterward, the true Christian will be repentant and, and, and sorrowful that they have grieved the Lord and the Holy Spirit by walking that way. We've been saved from those things to you've not like so learned Christ, if so be that you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put off, sorry, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, putting away lying. You know, we've been saved to telling the truth, speaking every man truth to his neighbour. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Don't let it get to that point that you sin because you're angry. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labour, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Labour is good. And if you're not labouring, it's not good. You get you can get into all sorts of mischief and chatter and talk and gossiping. 
stole, we've been saved to these things. And I put a few things down. Separation and isolation, we've been saved from that to salvation. We've been saved from slavery to sin, self and Satan to being servants of the Saviour, the Lord Jesus. We've been saved from being Satan's children to being the Saviour's sons. We've been saved from self that we might serve others. We've been saved from turmoil to be at peace, particularly in the world we live today. Uh, We've been saved from alienation to being reconciled and the ministry of reconciliation. We've been saved from being strangers to being sons, from fear to faith, from being worldly and of the world and loving the world to being of the word of the Lord. We've been saved from contamination to cleansing, from frivolous, fickle friends, from fellowship to fellowship with the saints, our citizenship is in heaven, from filthiness to holiness, from sorrow to joy, from bondage to liberty, from poor to being rich. Poor in this world, that might be referring to a billionaire. Poor, because he hadn't got eternity Look to look forward to, but rich in Christ Jesus, we've got eternity. Ruination to redemption, from death to life, from condemnation to no condemnation. And in First Thessalonians, just over a bit from the book of Ephesians, First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9, we read this. For they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had to you, Paul had to the Thessalonians. And how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. To God from idols. <laughs> Praise God. Salvation has two aspects. From and to. Salvation, secondly, has three tenses. Three tenses. And you can probably guess the three tenses. <laughs> the past. In Second Timothy 1.9. Who hath saved us. And called us with a holy calling. Hath past saved us. And this refers to salvation. Refers to the finished work of Christ. In this sense it's all over. Our salvation is done. If we have believed. Of course the salvation has been provided by the Lord Jesus. Have you two birthdays? In John chapter 3 and John chapter 4. The the, the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well and, and Nicodemus, uh, the other way around, Nicodemus and the woman at the well. There, they had two birthdays after they met the Lord Jesus. One was their physical birthday, one was their spiritual birthday. And this is in the past tense. Can you say, I am saved? I did get saved. <laughs> I can remember the time that I got saved. Excuse me. Past salvation refers to a finished thing. Like Timothy, from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. He came to a point where he understood the Scriptures, a young man, to salvation. He was born again. Saul could say he got salvation. Acts chapter 6, on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians and the light shone on him and he Lord what will that have me to do he got saved that day past tense 
and he referred to that many times in testifying to people in the latter chapters of the book of Acts. The Philippian jailer, sirs, what must I do to be saved? That day, that night, that moment, he got saved. <laughs> and in the past tense, he could look back and say, I am saved, I know I got saved that day. The Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 could say that. That day in that chariot is where I got saved. I was born again on that day. Can you say you've been born again? Can you go back to that day that you were born again, you were saved, you become a child of God, you've been born physically, now you're born spiritually. Now the past has three tenses, past to salvation, presently to sanctification. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. The power of God. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. Because of salvation, we have the power of God to live the Christian life. And this refers to a continuing work of Christ that is presently still going on. We're saved, we're secure for eternity. That's in the past. We got born again. We got saved. But now we have been saved from, from sin and from the power of sin. In Paul's life, we see that it was progressive. He said in Philippians 3, verses 10 to 14, some of those parts of those verses, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, yet he said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He was being sanctified presently, growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3, there it refers to as newborn babes desire than sincere milk of the word that ye might grow thereby. In Hebrews 6, verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. This person is a Christian. He is saved. But <clears throat> leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let's go on. Let's go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance of from dead works and of faith toward God. Let's grow as Christians. Presently, this is what we're to be doing. Are you growing? Are you bearing fruit? Or is it just a leaf tree? Oh, we've been set by the rivers of water, as Psalm tells us in Psalm 1, that we might bring forth fruit. And your fruit might be abundant, that it might be increased, that you might bring forth much fruit and more fruit, abounding fruit and abundant fruit. John chapter 15 talks of that. Presently, growing, moving forward, pressing toward the mark. <clears throat> the question here is not a one of security, but one of walk, walking with the Lord in full assurance. It's um, <clears throat> something here, I'll quote, it's not our profession of faith that guarantees that we are saved. Yeah. I can remember the day, I remember the hour, I remember the place, or I remember the people. It's not that that guarantees we're saved, although that's part of it. It's our progression in faith that gives us the assurance that we're saved. There's a changed life that's happening. And by this we know, read First John about that, we know that we're saved. John's Gospel, chapter 8, 31 says, Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him, If ye continue in my word, it's not works salvation, but if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. 
It guarantees you. It gives you that assurance that you are safe because you're progressing in the Lord Jesus. You have a love to read God's word. You love God's word. You love to talk to Christians about eternity. You love to come to church. You know, when you have to force a person to come to church, or if you're a, a C of E Christian, Christmas, Christmas and Easter, we, we say. And you say you're a Christian. If you go around cursing and swearing and the old sorts of lifestyle that you... And you call yourself a Christian. You're not. These things might come upon and tempt you and you might fall in them now and then. But if you continue and habitually do those sins, according to First John, you're not saved. Examine yourself, Scripture tells us, whether you're in the faith. Presently, a Christian will be growing, moving forward, becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ, from holiness to holiness. Growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. In the future, the third tense of salvation, past salvation, present sanctification, progressive, progressively becoming more like the Lord Jesus. Future glorification. <clears throat> in Romans, in Romans chapter 5 and verses 9 and 10. The future, the third aspect of salvation, the third tense of salvation. We have written Romans 5 and verse 9. Much more than being now justified by blood, we, by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. It's talking to Christians here. You shall be saved? I thought I was saved. <laughs> What is it talking about? It's talking about the future aspect of salvation, the third tense of salvation, where we have the body, soul, spirit, whole lot, glorified, made like the Lord Jesus Christ. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty one tells us about this event. First Thessalonians also speak about that event. First Thessalonians, uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. And verse 51, let me read that to you. Behold, I show you a mystery issue. We shall not all sleep. We're not going to all die, but we shall be changed. This is going to happen one day to some people who are still living when Jesus comes. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptibly. You fill in the details from 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 to 18. And we shall be changed. We who are still living shall be changed. For this corruptible... <laughs> shall put on incorruption this mortal shall put on immortality this is a future glorification that's going to happen to to people who have died passed away as christians i'll be raised to the living saints at the time they will put on immortality and incorruption what a day a future aspect of salvation first thessalonians 5 9 reads for god hath not appointed us to wrath as we discovered this morning we're not going through that seven years um <clears throat> time of Jacob's trouble we're going to be delivered from that but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ in what we've just read from 1 Corinthians 15 translation changed Revelation 3.10 because thou hast kept the word of my patience and we read this I think three times this morning thou kept the word of my patience I will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth we'll be delivered from that we've been saved in the future tense to glorification, delivered from that wrath to come. And uh, Titus 2, 11 to 13. Past, present and future aspects of salvation. 
This combination of past, present and future means that we've been saved from sin's, sin's penalty, death, eternal death. Marvellous. We are being saved from sin's power and degradation. Moment by moment, we sing in that song, Lord, I am thine. And we will be saved from sin's presence, delightful and desirable, magnificent. So there's a combination that means we're saved from death, degradation, and a desirable end, we shall be saved. Salvation has one means. I think those who are saved are telling me right now what that means is, who that is, by whom is it that we are saved, by one means. Acts 4.12, can you say it with me? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's illustrated in Acts 16 with the Philippian jailer. What must I do to be saved? Believe on who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Not on yourself, not on your good works, not on your church attendance, not on your baptism, not on Buddha, not on Muhammad. Believe on the Lord Jesus. One means. There's no other way. Jesus said, and it's up there at the back of front of the church, whatever you call it. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. One means. Don't let some religious person tell you there are many ways to heaven or that you've got to do this and you've got to do that. You, you don't have to do. God's done it for us through Jesus Christ. He's taken the payment for our sin. There is one means, one person, through the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> in, in Romans that we read this morning, in Romans chapter 10, and the way our Bible reading was from there, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. That's how we become righteous, by believing what Jesus has done. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in him sh shall not be ashamed. All the whosoever's in the Gospel of John. John 3.16 For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's one means. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's illustrated in Acts. It's explained in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, and many other portions of Scripture. And it is expanded even further in the epistles, in Ephesians 4, 1 to 14, Hebrews 2, 9 to 18, Hebrews 9, 11 to 15, James, uh, John that we've quoted, John 14 and verse 6, John's Gospel, chapter 1, the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. <clears throat> you know, and, <laughs> but as many, in verse 12 of John 1, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 
It's all about what the Lord Jesus has done on our behalf. He declared, I am the bread of life. If any man comes to me, he won't hunger anymore. He declared in his deity's declarations in John's gospel, I am the water of life. He told the woman at the well, he was the water of life. I am the bread of life. I'm the way, the truth and the life. There's all these declarations. There is one means to salvation many declarations about the same means through the Lord Jesus Christ are you saved with the world on the cusp on the precipice about to step into some horrific things that we discovered this morning you need to be saved today today is the day of salvation today is the day of grace Today the invitation is still open where the Lord Jesus says if we're holding something, come unto me all you that labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Today is the day to believe. We are not fooling with something that's trivial here. These are matters of eternity, of sin, of life and death and eternity. God knows best how we can get to himself saved is a most important word of it's a most important word of all is a pers- is it a personal word to you and not by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood saved through the blood of Christ he entered once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself Without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve a living God. But this man, Hebrews ten twelve, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand of God. I offer you salvation through Jesus Christ. Deliverance from your fears, deliverance from the wrath. I can just, as a beggar who has found bread, say, listen, the bread of life is the Lord Jesus. The one means... To eternal life won't you come won't you believe today won't you be delivered from the wrath to come and trust him we invite you to do just that let's pray and afterward we'll have a song sung for us by Catherine Heavenly Father we have a wonderful salvation in yourself it's a most glorious thought that you've done what you've done for us and that we can believe and receive it right where we are right now we don't have to wait we don't have to procrastinate we don't have to say a more convenient day I'll heed the gospel because today is the convenient day today is the day we need to be saved lead that soul to you lead that young child who is listening maybe to believe on the Lord Jesus. Have them talk to their mum and dad about this. The Lord, for the, the, the stranger that might have tuned in today, may they believe on the Lord Jesus, the only way of salvation. Thank you for what we have in the Lord Jesus. Bless us as we go on our way with the Ethiopian eunuch rejoicing in our new found faith, in, in our old found faith, even so Lord, we pray this blessing and guidance to you in Jesus' name. Amen.